Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. girl claudia jordan it's thursday and we're back with tgif we're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and mm. on social media now sit back relax and get ready to sip on this hot tea please welcome al reynolds and funky dineva what's up fellas hey, what's hey, going hey. on y'all is, is it still safe to say merry christmas or happy christmas week <laughs> what what do you get this morning? Happy holidays. Happy holidays. There you go. You just cover them all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Well, are you out of the uh, Grinch spirit? Are you into the Christmas spirit this year? Yeah. Uh, Christmas is over now, so I'm definitely out of the Christmas spirit. And Al, how you feeling? I know you love Oh, you know, I'm in the Christmas spirit all month long. I carry it over to January. I don't take down my Christmas decorations till the end of January. So, Yeah. Well, I'm just looking forward to New Year's Eve now because that is my holiday. I cannot wait. So I got to figure that out. So y'all got any plans? My family and I, we're all meeting up in Orlando. My stepmom got a 10-bedroom house and all of my siblings and their kids, we're all meeting up and bringing in New Year's together as a family. Okay, Al? So I had originally planned to leave on the 27th to uh, Cartagena, Colombia, but did y'all hear about the shooting, about the death of the American um, in Colombia? He was on Tinder or one of those dating apps. And when he met up, they held him for ransom and then killed him. So I don't know. I'm thinking twice about that. So if that's the case, maybe I'll join Michael Blackson and Rada, Claudia, who you know. Uh, they will be in Chicago. Michael Blackson's bringing in the new year with a comedy show. And um, and that could be fun, but it's cold. So That's Chicago weather, though. Oof. I know. Mm. I'm trying to be somewhere hot. All right. I'm sure we'll all have fun and we'll have nice stories to tell uh, when it's all said and done when we come back. All right. Uh, are we sipping on anything tonight or what are we doing? No. Christmas wore me out, honey. I am on a sweet tea and lemonade diet. Okay, Al? Well, I'm having a tea, a hot tea, but it's a hot toddy. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. All right. I'm drinking water. Minding my business. Let's get into the show. Social media is offering Jordan Wood some advice after she opened up about her relationship with Carl Anthony Towns. In a recent interview, Jordan said, I think we have found... We have a very strong foundation. One person commented and wrote, they don't need to open up nothing. They've been thriving all this time. They need to remain private. And another person added, don't open too much. That's when relationships fail on Instagram. All right. Do you agree with this? Social media relationship ex experts, because everyone's an expert on social media. Q, this is something you say a lot. So what do you think? You know, I'm, I'm like, I was looking at Jordan. I said, Jordan, I didn't even know you had a man. And that's almost a good thing. I've been saying this with all those Tamar stories and every other story that we've had on the show in the last couple of weeks. Keep your relationship from off social media. And I think that is why they're thriving. Uh, Jordan, if you got paid to do this interview, I don't know if you did or you didn't make this your last. Keep your relationship and the sanctity of it private. All right, Al. Yeah, I agree with Funky, you know, especially if her intention is, you know, to have a thriving relationship. I, I, I was just so sad when I read this and then it was on people. So that meant she has a relationship with the editor and she wants to get a bigger profile with the magazine. So that made me sad. So I think it, I think you just have to depend. depends on what you're looking for, Jordan. Do you want higher access and, and higher um uh, visibility or do you want a successful relationship you've done so well three years you guys have been friends forever i say keep your personal relationships out of the media i think she's doing a good job of it she gives a little little a tidbit here and there but she's not shoving it down our throat so we're not getting sick of it and people aren't out there seeking to destroy it it's going to be hard for her to keep it totally private with a profile that they both have i think they're doing a great job a little bit 
curb everybody's uh, curiosity, but not enough. So we ain't, people ain't trying to sabotage. I wish them the best. They are super cute together. All right. In other news, Shannon Sharp shared that in a relationship, he's okay paying all the bills for his girlfriends. Are you guys surprised? And would you be open to paying your significant other's bills? Let's go to you first, Al. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If I had the money and if I was as wealthy as Shannon Sharp, I'm I'm like that. I, I have those old school uh, antics. I've run all up and down my DNA and, and in and out of my blood system. I, I really do. Whoever I'm with, whether it's a man or a woman, I just want to take care of them. That's just me. That's how I was raised. I'm the provider. That's what I get off. That's my love language. And I have to be honest, I was a tad bit hard on Shannon Sharp the last time we spoke about him because he he said he put his cats before his girlfriend, but I've actually taken some time to listen to his various podcasts and I'm starting to respect him. I love how he's been able to transition in and out of the sports arena and share uh, uh, topical opinion like we do. And he does it and it seems authentic, unlike Stephen A. Smith, who has tried to do it or is still trying to do it and it doesn't feel as authentic. So I'm going to take my hat off to you, brother. I enjoy your old school antics and I agree with you in this case. All right, Funky, what do you think? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Me, my semi-rich self, and in my current income, I ain't taking care of nobody. All right? <laughs> I've always been a firm believer of percentage base. If I make 100 and you make 50, then that means I should pay 75% of the rent. You pay the other 25. That's where my mind is. However, um, when you got the type of money that Shannon Sharp has, making the other person pay bills is just stupid. That's like Olive Garden money. And if you can do it freely, comfortably, without, you know, having to put your light bill in a payment arrangement, then I don't see anything wrong with it. And I probably would do it. It wouldn't be for a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend. It would have to be for somebody a bit more serious, like we're headed to that long-term space. Mm -hmm. If I had this money, I'd do it, though. I miss hearing men speak like this because I've been hearing about all, all the men that are like, what are you bringing to the table? And I want to be courted too. And I'm seeing all these men want to be taking care of women and sugar daddies, sugar babies. And I'm kind of sick of it. I, I like this throwback to the good old days. And I love it. And I don't even think you need to be Shannon Sharp rich because uh, it's all relative, right? Um, Shannon Sharp, unblock me so I can give you your props. <laughs> I think I'm still blocked by Shannon Sharp. I don't know. I think what we said about his makeup, what y'all said about his makeup, because I was nice to him. All right. Yeah, me, Sharp. I know. Or Al, so. I might be blocked. Let me check again. I think you were. No, no. He blocked the one lady on the show, but not you guys. It's all right. It's fine. I'll see you out, Shannon. Rapper 6ix9ine has been ordered to pay a woman $9.8 million after failing to show up to court. The rapper was charged with assault when he reportedly hit the woman in the head with a champagne bottle. You know, I have been enjoying the 6ix9ine break. Remember, he was being shoved down our throats for, for many, many years. And now he's back. What are your thoughts on this case, Funky? I literally was about to say the same thing you said, Claudia. We have not heard from 6ix9ine in a long time and then now he pops up with this and it's so stupid because for those of you guys out there who don't know what a default judgment is basically when you don't show up to court the other person wins um this is stupid because the other person can now secure a garnishment they can go garnish his wages if they can figure out where his wages is coming from to recoup uh their money what i do hope though is that she gets her retribution if she got hit in the head with a bottle but I hope this doesn't usher us in having to see 6ix9ine as much as we're seeing Chris Sean, Blueface, Sexy Red, and the rest of them. I don't have much capacity left for trolls, ogres, and monsters at this point. This is the dumbest way to lose a lawsuit by not showing up. And that's the easiest uh, when you just hand over. Al, what do you think about this? Yeah, Wait I think I agree with the two of you. Um, and, and it kind of reminds me, then again, if you... Well, it's dumb that he didn't show up. But if you can't pay a civil um, judgment, I mean, besides being a bank levy, besides garnishment and besides gathering interest, there's not much a person can do. So if he can pretend like or move his assets and look and make it look like he's not making any money, he doesn't have to pay. Look at what the game is doing to that young lady that won that seven million dollar lawsuit against him. He has only paid five hundred thousand and he has claimed to the courts, even though she has pressured the courts to take action, then look, he just doesn't have the money. So, so far, so good for him because he doesn't have to pay right now. All right. 
Coming up next, find out what we would do in sticky situations. And later, we'll talk about how Terrell Owens took one for the team. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, soulmates, have you ever thought about how you handle yourselves if you were placed in the middle of a unexpected <clears throat> situation? Well, we'd like for you to chime in on the fun with hashtag, what would you do? All right, after an extensive investigation, Gucci confirms it has taken legal action against Lord & Taylor, Sam's Club, and Century 21 for their role in marketing and selling counterfeit Gucci products. All right, now, what would you do if you found out that you purchased counterfeit Gucci from one of these retailers, Funky, our resident Gucci uh, connoisseur here? How would you feel if you found out your Gucci hats was fake? Oh, I'd be pissed. You know, well, first of all, I would never buy Gucci out of Sam's. Where were the other places? Lord and Taylor, I would. Lord Taylor, I would. And you would Lord do it out of Century 21. I don't know what that is. That's a real estate company where I'm from. Mm. No, it's a... Uh... It's a high-end luxury. Okay, discount. I've never heard of it. But if you buy a Gucci out of Sam's, that should have been the number one indicator that something ain't right. Sam's, Canal Street, Flatbush Avenue, the back of the Jamaican restaurant, all of those things are the same doggone place. What would I do? I would not buy Gucci out of Sam's. I mean, what were they thinking? That's kind of funny. Al, what would you do if you found out the Gucci you bought was fake? I would want my money back, and then I would want a credit to buy the real stuff. <laughs> I would double dip because I mean, I just think that a hey, merchandise merchandise fraud is huge because we believe and we respect those brands. We trust them for them to be doing business just to get higher profits. That's not cool. So I want to suck their profits back out. So I want a credit and then I want uh, my money back. But well, what I do is it's not Gucci's fault, right? Because they were the ones that were the victims in it. Um, I went, I'm blasting the store that sold it to me and I'm using my social media to embarrass them and they better run me my money back. But guys, how does a store do this? Like the buyer for Sam's, where did they get the Gucci from? Like you said, Canal Street. Mm. Uh, they actually know there's a third party queue. So it's like, you know, like the buyer's at like Sam's Club, they're not going to go to Milan to buy the latest fashions, right? Mm -hmm. So they usually go through a third party vendor to buy their fashions for them, for their the men's department or whatever department it is. And remember, we discussed two weeks ago about the billion dollar ring that happened in New York City when the, when the government had to get involved for the counterfeit. Well, this is a part of that bust and that ring. And it, you know, counterfeit is different than knockoff. Counterfeit is it's so good you can't tell. So when they receive the shipment, because it's coming through a third party, they're not double checking to make sure that it's not counterfeit. How do they? They're not equipped for it. Um, I had someone buy me some Louboutins who kept throwing it in my face. Those are some $700 shoes. Those are some $700 shoes. Anyways, the heel broke off. They sound like tap shoes. And another Another thing to look out for, ladies and gentlemen, if your little designer shoes or purse smells like gasoline, it most likely came from China. It is straight up counterfeit. So anyways, there and Carter, before we move on, it's worth mentioning that Lord and Taylor went out of business in 2021. And it's probably because they asked for selling counterfeit damn goods. But you can buy online at Lord and Taylor. But brick and mortars, they went out of business in 2021. All right. All right. Well, dozens of teens were caught mobbing a FedEx truck that was stuck in traffic. What are your thoughts? And what would you do if you saw a bunch of people robbing a FedEx truck, a bunch of people just being unruly? Al, what would you do? 
mind my business because kids these days they will take you down with the robbery uh <laughs> or i would you know i would call the cops obviously to help the poor fedex uh driver who jumped out and ran away because they were attacking him and it did look unsafe but you know what claudia and q this seems like an inside job to me this seems like somebody worked at the loading dock at fedex got that truck number told his friends what they loaded on the truck the day before or whatever and told him to look out for that truck because because how do you know what you're robbing how do you know that you're not going to open up that fedex truck and it's a whole bunch of huge engines that go in lawnmowers or some crap i think these guys knew what was going on all right q what do you think now this is where i would get my gucci from okay i'm all about a back of the truck sale <laughs> and i get it from my mama i get it honest when i was a kid my mama knew these boosters named richard and diane and they would come to our house in a u-haul truck now, mind you, I'm in elementary school, so I don't have no concept of what a booster is. And every week, Richard and Diane would have furniture, food, clothes. And mind you, my grandma was a holy roller. But when Richard and Diane came to the house, all she she talking about, well, I didn't steal it. I'm not the one that stole it. Yeah, grandma, but you know it's stolen. But Claudia, this is where I would be shopping for my Gucci. All right. In Karen News, a woman and her husband were outraged after a man used their driveway to make a three-point turn. Check this out. Why? Why you get, get my papa pen? Why? 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 What would you do if someone approached your door with this mess, these fake tearless tears, Q? Mace her ass. Can y'all explain to me when the rules changed about turning in people's driveways? When I grew up, my mom would be like, look out my window and see who out there. And you look at it and be like, oh, it's just somebody turning around. Like people turned around in driveways all the time. When has the rule become you can't turn around in someone's driveway? Since everybody lost their goddamn common sense, they want to make a thing out of everything. And she got it because now she's going viral. Al, what do you think? What yeah, would you I would. Hey, what would I do? I would continue to do my three point turn if I needed to do it in that driveway. And I would call the cops before she did, just in case to cover my back, because that's a black man and they're Asian. So I would be kind of concerned of how that may land. But another thing, she got way too close. And I'm not sure what state they're in, but there's a certain in certain states, depending on how close you get to somebody, you could feel like you're physically threatened and you can act upon you can act upon that. So I, I would have definitely like because she was way too close i i felt the spit come out her mouth and i'm over here in los angeles so she would have gotten either like you said maced i would have let the dog out the house to attack her or i would have had to push her back why are they so damn crazy all right coming up next the clean slate act has been signed sealed and delivered in new york and later find out what stories got us saying not me girl keep it locked All right, soulmates, welcome back to TGIF. In feel-good news, New York Governor Kathy Hochul signed the Clean Slate Act, which aims to give those with a criminal record a second chance. This new bill will seal certain criminal records following a person's release from incarceration. All right, what are your thoughts on this new bill, Al? Uh, you know, I have mixed feelings. You always know if someone gives you something this good, it's not because they like you. The thing I do like about it, though, it is for individuals who had drug possession, traffic offenses, driving offenses, indecent exposure offenses, prostitution, DUIs without injuries, and shoplifting. And we know that a lot of those uh, convictions uh, heavily affect our community, especially in the Black and the Latinx community. And they say that this ceiling, um, because 80% of the people in New York City that are affected are Black and Latinx, that if this ceiling will allow them to now be able to get jobs that they weren't 
able to get and then they relied on Medicaid and, and social services. So they're trying to get us off social services, everybody, by doing this. And it's supposed to boost the economy in New York City, $2.4 billion in annual wages. And overall, for the state of New York, is to boost it $12.6 billion. They really are counting on that if you seal this all those people who claim they can't get work because of this, they will then go back into the workforce and be productive citizens of the state and of the city. All right, Funky, what are your thoughts? I think this is an excellent bill. We, you know, we all can agree that the number one way to fight crime is to probably put people in good situations economically where they can get good jobs. I have a personal friend of mine who stole some stuff out of Macy's a few years after we graduated high school and she stole enough to get a felony. And we're 40 years old now, and it really threw her life off track. She was never able to get gainful employment because she had this thing on her record. Now, I don't know about the sealing and the expunging process. Could she or could she not have done it? But I definitely think things like prostitution, traffic tickets, and stealing out of the mall should not hamper someone from getting a job, especially if the offense was three years prior or more. I'm with all of them. And I think it's great because there are people I knew someone similar situation just could never get past human resources, get anything, never could get a full time job ever again um, on the books. And uh, except the indecent exposure one, I wonder if that's a slippery slope with sex offenders. Like I kind of want to know the background of someone that if they're a sex offender because that behavior usually doesn't change. But then I do know there's a lot of people that do get sex offender. I mean, indecent exposure charges for P. Charge that really isn't that's not really criminal in my mind. So. But all in all, I think it's a good bill. All right. Another imprisonment news. A Texas couple has been indicted for running a pyramid scheme that targeted black people by utilizing their platform faith based guide. According to instigators, LaShonda and Marlon Moore put themselves in the family in their families in the single water position, which would get them the bulk of the proceeds each month while other players walked away with nothing or very little. Now, the scheme brought in roughly $10 million for the couple. Uh, I remember this being very popular during the pandemic, the Susus, and I made some money off of them, but you can't keep putting yourself in the water position. If done right, they, they're they historically, they they could be cool. But come on, y'all. Can just put yourselves in the position, get paid every time. What are your thoughts on the story, Al? Susus. Um... Well, let me tell you what the fun fact about this story is. You know that the DJ ASAP, he used to be on 106 and Park. He was a DJ for 106 and Park. Um, I didn't like the fact that they were hiding behind, you know, their church and, and, and their religion, as well as I didn't like the fact that they were praying specifically on African-Americans. That, that kind of hardened my mind and, and, and heart around the story. I, I really think they should go to prison and, and they should serve their time. You, you, you just can't take advantage of people like that. It's just not fair. All right, Q. Aren't they from Dallas? I think this it's Dallas. Houston. Huh? Somewhere in Texas. I, th I thought it was Houston, the ones I heard about, but I'm not sure. Y'all don't know, this story has brought back a lot of negative feelings for me because I got scammed down to the ground during the pandemic, during the susu. Mm -hmm. I did two, two, two 250s, never paid out. I did a 500, it never paid out. And Annie from Love and Hip Hop, who <laughs> went and told um, uh, Amara LaNegra that you went with her man, you still owe me $1,400 from the Susu board that I did with you. And on that board, I brought my friend in and I told him because it was Annie, I said, oh, she legit. And if it don't pay, I'll give you back your $1,400. So I lost double on the $1,400 board because I had to give my friend back his $1,400 that he put in. Annie, I'm still waiting on my $1,400 from the Susu board. Mm -hmm. Uh, you never got paid from any of them? I never I never got paid in any of them. My cousin kept calling me. Oh, cuz, excuse me. Oh, cuz, I just did it. I got paid out yesterday. Oh, they starting a new board now. Get in. My girl, Charlinda, doing the board. Get in. Everybody was calling me to get in on boards. And each time I got in, magically, the board stopped rotating one or two people before me. So... I, I got paid from several of them. I did a $400 group and I actually did a few $1,400 groups. I did get paid big on the $1,400 one, but I also got greedy and went back in like three more times and I did lose. So I think I kind of broke even. Really, it's not the person that brought you in. It's the person 
as who you bring in. Your two people have to bring in two people that bring in people that everyone has to pay. And that's how it works. So, yeah, um, I think people got tired and fatigued. I think it was you got in early. You really could have made a lot of money. But the ones at the end, I'm sorry for your friend, because they some people. I lost all my money. I didn't I didn't get paid out on none of them. Damn. All right. Well, a woman posted a video and expressed that women should just be paid to just exist. Take a look. I literally think that women should be paid to exist. Our bodies literally create life, y'all. Like that within itself, like it beats any freaking invention that a man can come up with. Like any tech company, like no, no tech company can come up with a baby in my belly. I need you to explain a little bit more than that and give us a little <laughs> bit more than just say just that. You sound dumb. And I know you always think I ride for women, not you, but the people. That sounds, what? Al, what do you think? She knew she was saying a whole bunch of BS. She turned off her comments. I mean, she she was looking for a viral moment and she got it. You know what's so interesting? Being that I taught self-promotion and marketing and, and, and working in branding, if these people, they are so clever to get these viral moments, if they could take the same mindset that they have in their head to get the viral moment, to apply it to a business, they would make so much money. Getting a viral moment is mastering effective messaging. It's mastering coming up with something that's shareable. It's mastering engagement with a widespread audience. It's mastering generating interactivity. It's mastering being able to keep it going. You guys are like 30% there. Anybody who's looking for a viral moment, the way your brain is wired to get that, that, that viral moment, Take a class or something in the community college, take an online class and learn how to push it to completion. And you could actually run an effective business. Well, she don't want to run a business. She just wants to just get paid just to exist and just know, to be there right? on the potential that she might have a baby one day and probably won't. Without um, a man, of course. I can't right. wait to see that happen. Hugh, what do you think about this? You know, I always say on this show, a large part of the issue with the gender wars thing is that women are oftentimes given the creative, the 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 free space to talk about their woes and their ills and what they go through. Mama, I'd like to see you be pregnant um, in the wilderness. Who going to build your house? Who going to buy your food? You know what I'm saying? It's like we all have a role. All of our roles are important. Yes, women can create life. And they're the only ones that can do it. But trust and believe, mama, you could not survive in the world without a man. You mean birth life. You mean birth life. Well, what did okay. I say? Create? You said create. Bro, bro, bro. You have to have the sperm of a man <laughs> to you know, create. Y'all get what I'm saying. She could have said something more along the lines of maybe talk about how important, a, you know, a woman's role is in giving birth. I don't know. But that, it just it felt incomplete. Like It's, it's lazy. It was. It was yeah. kind of like, okay, girl. All right, keep it locked because coming up next, find out what stories got me saying, got us saying, not me, girl. And later, a 62-year-old woman is keeping it sexy for her man. Keep it locked. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all, we hear some crazy stories every day. And these next stories got us saying, Not me, girl. <laughs> Not me, girl. All right, Funky, put a little extra in that one. A little. <laughs> All right. During an Instagram Live, Terrell Owens revealed a little too much about his past sexual encounters. Take a look. That time we was in the DR with them, with them, with them women. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I had the big, yeah. I had the big girl. I took the, yeah. I, you know, I wanted, I had yeah. to take one for the team. I had the big girl. Sometimes you gotta yeah. do that. Sometimes you get. Yeah, yeah, man, you know, all right. Like yeah, I always tell yeah, people, big girls. Yeah, hey, big, big girls though. need love too, man. They do. They you do. Know what Would you guys participate in a twelve-hour orgy, or is it a not me girl? Al Reynolds. <laughs> Not me, girl. <laughs> Not in the Dominican Republic. I saw so 17. I think he said it was 17 of them. <sighs> That's like sex trafficking. 
I mean, that that's a lot going on because that's somebody recruiting a whole bunch of girls to come together to pleasure men for money. I would have to know every single person in that room and that they consented and that they're of age. And honestly, I think sharing these type of stories are tone deaf. I think they're immature and extremely dangerous given the climate that we're in, young man. I think you need to take your sescapade stories to a different platform and outside of earshot of anyone because if I was really a, a, a dirty person and wanted to cause them problems, I would push an inquiry on this saying, okay, was everybody in that group of age? We are in a very tricky time where a lot of victims are coming forward and they're being honest about, you know, their sexcapades and a lot of black men are being taken down. This scared me. And I understand you're on a podcast and you're trying to get listeners and you're trying to relate to people to get followers and likes, but but man, this is not the time to be sharing about your sexcapades with 17 different women in a in a country, and you don't know who those other 16 or 17 women were. Are they deaf? Do they not have Wi-Fi? Do they not know. know what's going on right now? And Dominican Republic, you can get girls for like $50, gorgeous, and very high levels of HIV. Very high levels of HIV over there. Q, is it a not me girl or are you down with the orgy? No, this is 100% a not me girl. I'm down with the orgy. I'm not done with the 12. I'm not down with the 12 hours. 12 <laughs> hours is a very long time. That is beyond marathon sex. And this conversation was very immature. And you got to be careful what comes out of your mouth because the implication here is that heavyset women are undesirable or they're not one. And when you, know, when you have to say, I had to take one for the team, what's that supposed to mean? I mean, it's obvious, but I, I think that uh, you have every right to not find that as attractive, but maybe keep it to yourself and not broadcast it so the girls that watch the show that are, in fact, big girls don't get their feelings hurt or feel away. I don't know. I thought that was kind of, it was it was cringy, and um, I'm kind of mm -hmm. tired of these podcasts. All right, during, oh, and for me, it's a not me girl, clearly. Uh, during an episode of the Jason Lee show, Omarion revealed that it was challenging for him to forgive his ex-girlfriend, April, for dating his former bandmate, Lil Fizz. Amarian said, that was one of the toughest things I've ever had to do in my life up to date. I had to ask myself some real important questions. And one of those questions was, well, what was it really about? Was it really about you, O? All right. Would you forgive your ex for dating one of your close friends? Or is it a not me girl? Funky? It's a not me girl. I would have never forgiven her. I would have just never forgiven her. That right there to me is a character flaw. Those things don't change. Those things are ingrained in your bone marrow and in your DNA. In order to make that type of decision, it says a lot about you and your character. It is a not me girl. I could have never forgiven this. All right, Al? Oh, I totally agree with Q on this one. I'm on his side. And, and Omarion, I feel you on this. You know, a lot of people can say, well, Lil Fizz and Omarion had known each other for 20 years. They grew up together and that Lil Fizz should have respected that bond. Now, this is my argument, and this is just me because I, 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 I can't get in my ego at times. I married this woman. I, I live with this woman. I, I shared intimate conversation. I, I, I had a lot of intimacy with this woman. I trusted her to procreate with this woman. I made two children with this woman. I, I, I invested in her life and in her career. I just don't think I could forgive her for that betrayal. Sorry, I'm not mature enough. I got to work on it. But I simply think that that is the ultimate betrayal to me. Someone that I love, protect, provided, and procreated. And you're going to do this with me, to me, with my boy who I've known for 20 years, who you probably met on our first date? Nah, ma. It wouldn't be a good situation for me. It'd be not me, girl, as well. But, um... And it would be not me, girl, to rock with either one of them. Because I don't know which betrayal would hurt me more. The person I grew up with that knows all my secrets. Probably, you know, your close friends be knowing the real dirt more than your mate. Or my girl that I, you know, laid down with. Um, I've seen one case of this actually turning out where the person took a risk. But the person that they they got with their friend, someone that their friend was dating, but they ended up getting married and having a family where it didn't wasn't that serious with the first. It's like the one case where I was like, I know it sucks. But I was like, at least it did become something. Imagine throwing away your friendship and your relationship for years over someone that ends up just being a fling. Mm -hmm. It's That's all for nothing. Yeah. I was, 
I will say this though, I, I, I really do commend Amarion because one thing he has not allowed any of this nonsense to do is affect his parenting. That boy keeps his kids in his life. He keeps April around with his kids in his life, no matter who she's dating, whether it's Dr. Dre, whether it's uh, what's the actor that she was dating? Hey Diggs. Hey Diggs, or whether it was Little Fizz. Amarion, you are a bigger man than I could ever be. My hat goes off to you on that. And I do like her. I probably I, I could see Lil Fizz probably being the ear to the shoulder to cry on when she's going through stuff with Omarion and then getting his way in there. And that's you got to be careful with the homeboys. All right. Elon Musk is looking for a volunteer who is willing to have a piece of their skull removed so that a robotic surgeon can insert thin wires and electrodes into their brain. Now, the ideal candidate will be a quadriplegic under the age of 40 willing to undergo a procedure that involves implanting a chip that has 1,000 electrodes. Clearly, you guys are too old for the procedure, but would you volunteer your services, or is it a not-me girl? You know what? If I was a quadriplegic and the research or the, the marketing behind it said that these electrodes might give me a chance at walking or a chance at stimulating my spine or whatever the case may be, I might be open to it. Oh, okay. Al? Um, I'm like you. So this is the deal. You have to be younger than 40 to do this. Obviously, all of us have aged out of this. But I would say this. I would do it. I would do it if, if I knew that if something happened to me, that there was a huge payout to my family. Do you know what I mean? Like, as long as my family is taken care of, if something that I was doing for research uh, went left, like maybe $500 million, you know, that I would sign up for. But after I read the SEC investigation that Elon Musk is under because of the numerous amount of monkey deaths that occurred around this particular brain chip thing, no way, Jose. Um, It sounds good. I feel like, all right, I'm a quadriplegic. What do I have to lose? Like, it can only help me. But the way America has always been with Black people when it comes to science and experimentation, hell nah. They will sterilize you when you don't think they have. They'll take liberties, I think. You know, there's uh, it's just too much power to give to these people. And Elon Musk, I used to like him. He just seems so creepy to me, the creepy Creepy, creepy scientist. I, I don't know. Um, but, you know, a lot of people, he has like a cult-like following. A lot of people really listen to him, like to the tune of like how they listen to Donald Trump. It's really, really, it's really scary. So then let one of their ass go get a chip put in their damn head. <laughs> right. Or let him go put it in his mammy head. The one good advice I got from him was to buy Dogecoin when I did. I took $800 a day, ran up to six figures, but I did not cash out. I should have. But other than that, I think Elon has a lot of weird ass ideas. Don't he have like 10 kids? He has a whole bunch of kids, but yeah. you know, he don't get talked about like the brothers. All right, coming up, find out how a 62-year-old grandmother is keeping her marriage fresh. We'll see you in a minute. Welcome back to the show. All right, y'all, a 62-year-old grandmother is going viral on social media after giving viewers insight on how she keeps her marriage fresh. Check this out. I thank you so much, sweetheart. You're ready. What? Every kind of snatcher that gets snatched up, every kind has the purple form, the pink, okay? Oh, and see these right here? All right, what are your thoughts on this grandmother keeping it hot and ready? Alex, go to you first. I like it. I like it. I really like it. And I like her using the word snatches and it was little string bikinis and different colors. I think you have to keep it mixed up if you want to keep your man. They've been married for almost 43 years, so you can laugh at her tactics, but something she doing is working in that household. All right, funky. I hate everything about the last part of that statement that you made. You need to switch it up to keep your man. Men are never put in a situation where they have to switch it up to keep their woman. And it just sucks because it always boils down to beauty and aesthetics when it comes to women. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. This made me uncomfortable at first. All right. Because when you think of granny, you automatically think of your own grandmother. And I don't want to think about my grandmother in any type of sexual connotation. 
Also, society tells us that once you get to a certain age, you're just not sexy anymore. So to think of a 60-something-year-old person in sexy underwear, it kind of was a not-me girl. But then once I got out of my feelings and I thought about it, I was like, you know what? You have the right to feel sexy at any age. You got to keep your marriage spicy. Regardless of your body type and or age, you, you know, you deserve to feel sexy. Your husband deserves for you to put on the shows and whatnot. And you know what? If him and her like it, I love it. I always think about this. I ask older people sometimes. I would have this conversation with my grandmother, like, when do you stop having sex? You know, what do you think the age will be? And at 62, she's a young grandmother. I mean, me and Al are in our 50s. You know, like, that's just right around the corner for us. 10 years. We got about 10, 10 and, 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 and nine years ago for this, right? Um, I think it's cute, but I agree with you too, Funky, what you said about it's always the woman having to keep it sexy for men. I have some beautiful friends, well, and, and, and some of them have attractive men and some don't. And I've had conversations with people about keeping yourself attractive for each other. I had one friend that gained a lot of weight, a, a girlfriend of mine, and her man was really, really in good shape. And I would give him the same advice. Like, I think, you know, what your per of course, it shouldn't just be all about all about looks. But I think you have a responsibility to the relationship to kind of keep yourself somewhat of attractiveness to, to your mate. Uh, it's not all about that, but you know, don't let yourself go voluntarily um, and put a little effort into it. Men and women, men, we don't like them big old bare bellies either and your hair, the roof missing up here and just fingernails all filthy women. You know, keep it cute sometimes. I know you work really hard raising the kids and the grandkids and cooking, but you know, I think it, it shows a little appreciation for your partner to kind of keep it somewhat kind of cute. When do you think will be the last time y'all have sex? Like, would you ever think about that? Like, when do you think it's a when's a, when's it or like the end of the road? You want to know what's weird? I think about that question all the time. My grandma on my dad's side, her house burnt down in Mississippi, and she moved in with us in the eighties. She didn't drive, and she stayed in the house permanently. So, I can put my life on the line and say, since the eighties until she died, you know, she probably didn't have any interaction with a man. It always makes me wonder. Can an older person think back to the very last time they had sex? And when they did that, were they thinking in their mind, this might be the last time I ever do this? Yeah. Oh. Al, what do you think? How long do you think you're going to go till? Mm, until the wheels fall off the stage. Um, I think, you know, my dad passed when he was 69, and my parents were sexually active until he passed. So I'm hoping. It, or in thinking that if he had lived longer, he would have had sex longer. So, I mean, for me, at least until I'm in my 70s, or as long as it works, hell, heck, as long as it works. And then I also think sex evolves. It, it's not like the type of sex that we have these days. It's a different type of sex. So, as long as it works. Viagra done changed the game, didn't it? For old people, for all the girls thought they're gonna get an easy check with a sugar daddy and just like not have to give them their sugar. It done changed the game. All right, y'all, uh, our boy Funky is always keeping the conversations flowing and on social media. And I'd like to get your thoughts on one of his posts. Prohibition is a historic, historical representation of how religious beliefs don't belong in politics. All right, Funky, tell us more about your post and what we're thinking. So, you know, I have this thing now where I'm going back watching all the old shows on HBO Max because there's just nothing on the streaming services. And I was watching Boardwalk Empire. And that's what prompted this post. It was like laws put in place about prohibition based on people's moral beliefs, moral and religious beliefs. I mean, of course, there were other reasons why prohibition were put in place. But your moral beliefs have nothing to do in politics. And I'm just a firm believer of what you believe in should not be the governing gradient for everybody. And look at, you know, the rise of the mob all came about because of prohibition, how much crime came about because of prohibition. And now we drink and the world has not stopped rotating on this axis. In my opinion, it was all for nothing because people were just so caught up in their moral beliefs. And we see the same thing now in the LGBTQ community. We see the same thing now with being sex positive. Keep your morality out of politics. I agree. Um, Al, what do you think about his post? Mm, 
I don't think I can agree with that. Uh, I understand. I can respect what he's saying, but I don't think I can agree with that. I think any type of politics was birthed out of religion or political beliefs. That's how politics came about. If you go all the way back in time and then just I just push back in one segment if i think about the civil rights movement and i think about laws with segregation and i think one of the leaders in that was martin luther king and his his faith based beliefs is what pushed that through to legislation which is the reason why we're able to be segregated and we're able to exercise our civil liberties as african americans in this country so i don't think i would in that instance wanted politics to be separated from religion i understand the expansion of what the 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 totality of what he's trying to say, but I, I honestly can't agree. I think uh, it's all about balance. And I think that with human nature, there is a, a need to go bigger and, and, and outdo yourself and really force yourself, your opinions on other people. And I think in some regards, it's it definitely has helped us evolve. And in some regards, it's helped us go backwards. Like, let's just take 2023 into example, this whole thing with abortion. And, and a woman's rights and uh, her, you know, uh, even contraception they want to attack now. That's someone else's opinion that's infringing upon people's rights. And now we're going backwards. You know, it's like it, it, I, I did think we were supposed to be a place that had a separation of church and state, but that's absolutely not the case. I think we're doing like the pendulum switched the other side and now I think it's going back. And I think we're getting to a scary time now. In Texas, it's like I know we're going off topic here, but we have time here. In Texas, right, these men's beliefs have got us to a point where there's bounties placed on women if they get an abortion. Wow. Um, so if I'm raped and I get pregnant, God forbid, up to four members of my rapist family can sue me for up to $20,000 each. How is that helping society? Isn't that scary? So it's giving us handmaid's tales here. But in some other ends, like, of course, again, segregation before and, and, and keeping us separate and, and, and legalized racism uh, got changed because people's beliefs. So, again, it's about a balance, right? Yeah. OK, crickets. So we are at the end of the year moving on and. Um, you know, this has been a crazy year for a lot of people, uh, for all of us, I think. I think these are trying times. People have been stressed the hell out. Lots of anxiety, lots of good, lots of bad came out of it. And, you know, I like to use this part of the year to kind of reflect on things that you kind of overcame this year. Has any, there been anything that you guys have overcome in 2023 that you actually want to pat yourself on the on the back for or give yourself some some some, I don't know, celebrate? Because I think that it's OK to do that. Uh, I think for me, standing firm and setting boundaries and adhering to them in an effort to protect my peace, like I did really good with that this year. Um, romantically, familial, friends, financially, just setting boundaries and putting myself first without stressing or thinking somebody's going to be mad with me or worrying about somebody else's issues. Felicia Rashad said something that was very profound and it goes something to the effect of we all have to learn how to have empathy for people without taking on their burdens. And that was a huge issue for me within my friend and family circles. The minute somebody said their car was about to be repoed, I had to spring into action. You know what I'm saying? And this year I did a really good job on focusing on not being super save a hoe for everybody and just maintaining my peace and setting boundaries. All right. Al, anything you can think of? Oh, uh, yeah. So, you know, <clears throat> I had a friend challenge me recently and asked me, what is my why? Um, and she said that she felt that my success level doesn't match my ambition because I haven't discovered my why. And I was highly offended because I was like, how dare she say that to me? And then I, I did a deeper dive into myself and I said, you know what? I am exploring my why and I'm very happy and proud of myself for executing my why. My life has changed thanks you know, to Claudia, thanks to James, thanks to Fox Soul, thanks to Fox for giving me this opportunity to do this platform. But my why hasn't changed. My why has always been to educate and take everything that I've been taught 
to try to help upraise my community. And I'm very proud that I said I wanted to go back into the classroom. I didn't care how many jobs I had, I was gonna do it. I, I didn't get the job while I was in based in Washington, DC, but I got it while I was in Los Angeles. And I still did it. I still got on a plane every two weeks and flew back to that HBCU and taught those students because that's my why. I'm very proud of myself for doing that. Right. Very nice. Those are both good things. Um, I'm still a work in progress. Um, I definitely been trying to recognize things that aren't for me and people that aren't for me and do a better job. Cause a lot of times I would see that and just like go along with it just to get along and just not disturb the peace. And this year I was a little bit more active in like removing people out of my life that I feel like they just had to go. And I'm really sentimental. I don't like change when it comes to people. I really don't. It really gives me a lot of anxiety. I know that comes from abandonment issues with my daddy situation, my issues from that, not liking to get people out of there. And it's hard because uh, I find a way to like still include people in, even if they've hurt me. You know, even if they've hurt me, I still try to keep them around. And well, what if they were going through this? Or what if they? And I'm like, screw that. I got to start thinking about me and stop letting people hurt me and run all over me. I know I'm a good person. I know I do a lot of things for people. And I, I've let go of expecting you to come back from the people I do it for. But it does come back in other ways. And I want to do even more of a, a job of tightening up the circle I had to get rid of, say goodbye to some really uh, people I thought would really be a part of my life for the long haul, romantically and friendship wise. And it was hard, but I feel like I'm taking out the trash. And now I feel a lot more like less suspicious or less worried and knowing like the people I got around me really have my back. And I think that's really important. And it's hard, y'all, because we want to make excuses because we like people for certain things like but she's fun to hang with, but she may fuck your man. But he's cool, he's good looking, but he's not good for you. He's hurting your heart. And it was really, really hard to do it. And also stop being a procrastinator, like getting stuff together financially and business-wise. That's been really good. All right, moving forward. Do I don't know if y'all believe in New Year's resolutions. Do y'all believe, I know we have one more day before we you know, go away for New Year's. Do y'all have a, a New Year's resolution, something you want, another milestone you want to, you know, you want something you want to achieve next year? Uh, I got two. I got to stop spending money frivolously. Uh, and since my surgery on my foot, I lost all my physical gains. I had gained like 11 pounds. I've lost all of that weight and muscle. So at the start of the year, I wanted to kind of put myself on a budget. And this year, I truly want to focus on transforming my body. All right, Al? Yeah, <clears throat> I think my New Year's resolution, one has to do with my faith. I want to work more on my faith and my trust in God. And another one I think is probably lose weight, pay off debt, <laughs> eat better. The basics, I'm assuming. But I think the main one for me is having more faith because baby in Los Angeles, your faith can get rocked. I heard that. <laughs> All right, uh, it's always about working out and body and stuff like that. Um, uh, be less of a procrastinator and follow through on some of these really good ideas. I have a lot of good ideas I wanna execute this year. And I wanna see them from not just the idea part where I'm like, I got an idea, but actually seeing it through the finish line. All right, I hope we all accomplish these goals and more. I want to thank my co-host, Al Reynolds, and Funky Dineva for joining me tonight. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Make sure you hit the like button and watch it again tomorrow. Stay tuned for McMillan tomorrow, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Y'all have a good one. See you later, soulmates. Have a good night, soulmates. <laughs>